music we trust. On BBC Radio 1. Stop! Now. Let's go. Under the skin, inside the industry. This is BBC Radio 1 Stories. You've got to be dedicated. I mean, if you've not got dedication, you could be the best player in the world. But if you haven't got that, then you know I me, mean? you're nothing really. Thousands of youngsters signed on to the professional game. Less than 2% actually get a professional contract. I'm giving up mates and everything at home to do what I love. We might not be creating footballers with every single one of them, but we will be creating young men who are going to go out into the world. I've known players not to name. I've been released for having a bad attitude. Just let you go, man, because there's someone waiting with just as good feet. I'm Dion Dublin, and I played football for 22 years as a professional. It's a second of the afternoon for Dion Dublin. What a marvellous career it has been. In this programme, I'll be granting you access to two of my former clubs, Conference Club, Cambridge United and Premier League's Aston Villa. We're going to get up close and personal with the realities of life as a football apprentice. Everybody say you need to work hard, but it's not its not just that. The hard work comes when, when you want to become a footballer. At Cambridge United, I'll be following the fortunes of two young apprentices talking about their daily routine. 10 o'clock curfew in the week, because you don't know what anyone could get up to after that. <laughs> their living arrangements. Can't rely on mum and dad anymore. you got to wash your own stuff, dry your own stuff. And money. Oh, I've got a black fit punter for the new shirt one. And I'll see if they achieve their goal of securing a contract at the end of the season. It's a make or break time for these young men. Nervous, just hopefully we get something really. Okay, just gonna take JT into the boss's office. BBC Radio One. I started Cambridge United's training ground talking to my first apprentice, who, as it happens, is doing quite well at the moment. I'm Luke Berry, play centre midfield on a development contract at Cambridge United. You've got a bit of a rare contract. They didn't have the contract that you've got when I was playing. What does it mean? It mainly means, like, I'm still developing, I'm still not as good enough to get a pro sort of thing. And it means if I'm not in the first team, I can still play for the CRC, like the younger lads. OK. It just gives me all more opportunities to play games and keep improving sort of thing. Was there anything else bar football? Was there anything else in your life you wanted to do? Or was it, have you been one track minded? Yeah, time? it's always been football, really. You're 18 years old, it's as glamorous as people make, you know, the flash cars and, you know, <laughs> and the going out and the champagne. And this is what people think that football is all about. Maybe at the top level it's like that, but I haven't seen it, so look at my car over there, the Peugeot. Little Peugeot, you don't look the greatest. The, the little light blue one? <laughs> yeah. What's the score? What's the score, chaps? 1-0 One nil. One nil to the Blues. JT, how you going, mate? Nice to meet you. Dion Dublin, you all right? I'm Jonathan Thorpe. I'm a scholar at Cambridge United, and you're listening to Boot Boys on BBC Radio 1. Fellow Leicester lad, is that right? Yeah, I was there for um, eight years. What age did you start? I started when I was eight years old. How old are you now? I'm 18. When's your decision made on you, whether you get a pro or not? I think it's around the end of the season. We've still got to finish off our college work. Yes. There's always a, a moment in your life where you think, that's what I want to do. That's the career I yeah. want to take. When was that and how old were you when you realised that it could be what I want to do? When I was around 15, really. I'd still love football up to that point and because I was still at school, it was always with your mates, just playing around, having a laugh. When it came to 15 and I found out about scholarships yeah. and it was closer and closer like the chance to become a professional 
then it just dawned on me that this is what I want to do, this is where I want to be. Do you think you're just a normal 18-year-old? You think, you yeah, know? all of us are normal 18-year-olds somewhere. Like, some people might not act like it, but... <laughs> you can name some of your teammates if you <laughs> <No>. want. <laughs> Come on, give us some sleep. Uh. <laughs> would your friends, would your 18-year-old mates have been able to sacrifice what you've sacrificed? The hardest thing's moving away from it all. Even though it's only an hour and a half away from where I live, a lot of dedication needs to be put into it, and I'm giving up mates and everything at home to do what I love. Friday's mostly just a relaxing day. Okay. Whereas all my mates at home, they'll be out. Some of them have tried to ring me at night before, you know, when they're out. Yeah, yes. Turn my phone off. Yeah. All that. You've got to be at a certain time? Do you have to...? Yeah, it's 10 o'clock curfew in the week, because you don't know what anyone could get up to after that. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and, and anything change at the weekend? You have to be back on half nine on a Sunday, because... People, okay, could, so. people couldn't get back for 10 on a Sunday, so make it earlier, then they'll get back <laughs> earlier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Cambridge United. But at the other end of the spectrum, I went to visit one of my old clubs, Aston Villa, one of the Premier League's big boys. Just arrived at Aston Villa's beautiful training ground. I'm going to go in and speak to a few of the young players. My name's Liam Villadino Bateman, first year scholar at Aston Villa. You're now one of the biggest clubs in the world. What did you sacrifice to get here? You sacrificed a lot. Going out with my friends, it's made me do more schoolwork. A lot of things really, you've got to keep your family close. Very important. Yeah. Coming over here from Nottingham, it was very hard. I would imagine you've had friends around Nottingham. Yeah. That are good players too. Yeah, but they didn't uh, try. They didn't quite want it as much. But yeah, exactly. So why is that? Why have you gone on and done well and why have they taken the wrong path? What have you done differently? Well, I've got a lot of family that have said you need to do what you got to do because they've been in the same position but didn't quite, they went on the wrong route and then they've said you need to just go for it because it's nothing else really, that's it's my sport really. I love it, love it to the depth. So. I don't blame you, it's, it's, it's the best job in the world. Is there any other job you'd rather be doing? <laughs> nah. What do you eat? What's your, what's your main um, source of food? Jamaican food like mutton and rice. Dumplings, anything that's Jamaican, really. I like it. I can eat anything. And, and do you cook it? Do your mum cook it for you? or? You... I could cook chicken and rice and most things, but I try and get my mum to or my nana come. They're the best cooks. Nothing beats mum's and nana's cooking, mate. It's always the nana's that are better there. Like, <laughs> 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 if you don't hear this, but it's always nana's that have a certain taste that make... makes you want more. Yeah. <laughs> but then your, your mum's like, she's good, but your nana's just like a next step generation ahead in it. It comes so, down, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so you cook your own food. What about music? You must be into your music. Yeah, I'm into it a lot. I used to um, MC or grind. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to do a bit of um, spit myself. Do you so. still do a bit? You still spin a little bit? I try. When I'm bored, yeah, I do, just to get thoughts out of my head and about my life and all that. Are you writing? Do you write? Yeah, I do write. Yeah, do write. Really? What kind of music is your love? Reggae music, a bit of bashment. Soul music, Maxwell, John Legend. Yeah, all that kind of Inspirational stuff. Inspirational people like Tupac. I yes. think he's a good guy because for black people, he's good for the black community and all that. So, people like that. I agree. And what about all the new boys? What about Jamie and Skepta and TJT and all them people? I like what they're doing, but it's, it's gone a bit too commercial, if I could say, like, the club music, it's not, it's not no longer grime anymore, it's more commercial. 
You're not buying it. I prefer, See, I, I, I've gone back to old school music like Tupac. I just listen to them. B.I.G. Dennis Brown. Here I come. Love and hate. Dennis Brown. Now Dennis Brown's an old school artist. Oh, so let me get his shout in the background. That's Darren Bench shouting in the background. It's <laughs> his dad's here. Where he said, "How old are you, Lee?" I'm 16. 16 years old. He's talking about Dennis Brown. Benji, can you believe it? Here I come with love and not Show the goodness and mercy shall follow I all the days of my life. Envy no one, no wish to be with no evil man. For then comes the day when you'll be breathed by the Father's hand. Leave a blue children. Oh yeah. Leave a pastor children. Severe in England striker. Darren Bent will go around the goalkeeper Tim Howard and roll the ball into the unguarded goal. What's different now for the young footballers? Nowadays, I think there's a lot more attention to detail. When I was growing up and obviously coming through the youth system, it was a bit more, not military fired, but it was a bit like, you know, I mean, you obviously had jobs to do and it was was a lot more harder than us. And uh, the training was a lot, was a lot different. I see nowadays, it's it's more technical nowadays, which is why I believe obviously youngsters are getting, are getting better and better. But I mean, all my dad used to say to me when I was, when I was growing up was just about dedication, really. I mean, uh, we're making certain sacrifices and, you know, I'm not going to party when I've got a game the next day. You know, you really look after myself. Every time I I train, train harder. I mean, it's the words that stick with me. Got to be dedicated. I mean, if you've not got dedication, you could be the best player in the world. But if you haven't got that, then you know I me, mean? you're nothing really. In the dressing room, you put, do you have headphones in the dressing room? Do you have your own headphones I on? I used to have headphones, not anymore. But like I me, mean, last year when Ashley Young was here, he used to play a lot of hip hop in the change room before the, okay. before the games. That was quite good. And, and now Gabby plays um, more funky house and stuff, more soulful house, really. So Okay. I used to have one tune that I listened to when I played on a match day. Is there, is there a tune that really gets you going, one particular tune? Um, especially, obviously, a hip hop man and yeah. an old school soul man. Really? That's a reggae man, yeah. So I quite like the old bands like Loose Ends and Yes. And, and soul for yes. Real and Soul to Soul. Yeah, got you. If I had to put a track on the line, I'd have to say, I'd have to go rock with you, Michael Jackson, probably, because I'm a big Michael go. Jackson fan.
So that's what gets Darren Bent going. But what about the young Cambridge United scholar? JT. Ballet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ballet, yeah. No. <laughs> no, I like listening to music. I listen to music a lot. I like my more of like R&B and hip-hop. I'm going to stick you on the line now. Yeah. Your favourite artist, your favourite rapper, R&B artist, who would it be? Eminem. My game song is um, Eminem, Lose Yourself. I always have to listen to that just before I get out into the changing room. It doesn't matter what's on in the changing room. Like Before I get in the zone, it's Eminem. Gets my blood pumping. I know the words now, so... OK, Stop. we've got a rendition of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lose Yourself coming from JT. His knees weak, his palms are sweaty. Knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud he opens his mouth but the words won't come out he's choking how everybody's choking now the clocks run out time's up over plow snap back to reality oh there goes gravity oh there goes rabbit he choke he's so mad but he won't give up that is he know he won't have it he knows his whole backs that he's ropes it don't matter he's dope he knows that but he's broke he's so stagnant he knows when he goes back to this mobile home that's when it's back to the lab again yo this old rhapsody better go to this moment and hope it don't Go concerts much? Yeah, I have. I've been to two. I'm not going to say who because it's quite embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> and I went with so, my mum. Okay, so one of them's take that. <laughs> no, Westlife. Westlife. Oh my gosh. I'm never going to admit this again. Oh my gosh. JT went to see uh, Westlife. I'll just get that out there again. <laughs> Cambridge United Scholars. JT went to see Westlife. How embarrassing, by the way. With my mum. With his mum holding his hands. <laughs> the other one was Peter Andre, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Go but... on. Go on. Who was it? Tell us. Hearsay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we heard it first. We heard it first. JT went to see Hearsay. Oh no. With your mum? My family. <laughs> Except my dad. My dad wouldn't go. Dad wouldn't go. There you go, you see. This is BBC. BBC Radio. Okay, Cambridge United's training ground. We are here Tuesday morning, day of their game. Morning of their game before Luton. The quality is looking quite good. Two goalkeepers in, and I have Jez, the manager. He's running over. He's got a very strange run. He's running more strange than me. Jez George is Cambridge United's superstar manager, looking after both the scholars at the club as well as the first team. He really is holding that club together. Are you got for tonight? Are you at players? Everybody fit? And Simon Russell's not fit. Oh dear. Um, Josh Colson's not fit. Adam Marriott suspended for three games. <laughs> got to concentrate what you've got, haven't you? From what I've seen, Jez, the application of your scholars is superb. Yeah, well, we, we just drill it into them, but people think being a footballer is what it looks like to be a footballer. Well, it's not, is it? It's, you've got to wear me white <laughs> to be a footballer. Some people get carried away with, you know, if I wear me white socks over me socks and wear me coloured boots and put loads of tape around me and exactly. do all that, then I'm a footballer. Well, that's the biggest load of rubbish ever, isn't it? Especially when you're in the conference, let's be honest. We've had a decent record in the last four or five years of 
players coming through and getting in the first team and that's good because that gives them role models that they can aspire to and look towards and a couple of lads have gone on from us to better things which is again aspirational because that's what we want for all of these you know I work for Cambridge United but we want these to give themselves the chance to play on the highest level they can 14 players here Yep. out of this 14 or 16 Jez yep. realistically who, who will go on? I think there's two or three here that will definitely play in the first team we've got I would say five or six that are regularly in the first yeah. team squad every game now. When you have to tell them something bad, because I know you get very close to your players, and yeah, sometimes think, you have to uh, tell them that it's not going to go their way or the way they're thinking it's going to be going. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a difficult one. I think if ever it doesn't um, become a difficult situation, I don't think. Well, I think that means you're not doing the job properly. I think that, especially with the scholars who you see pretty much every day for two years. During that two years, you're trying to do everything you can to give them the best chance of being successful. So obviously at the end of it, if, if it isn't going to be successful, it is difficult. But I think if you're honest all the way through the process and the players always know where they are, what's needed, and you're never kidding them along, that's my philosophy and our philosophy at this football club anyway, is that if you're honest all the way through and you make an honest decision at the end, even when they're tough ones to make, the players will respect that. And in the long term, it'll be the right decision for that player as well because you know we're talking about Cambridge United. So... If the player isn't going to make a living at Cambridge United, it's probably the right thing to do to be honest with them and tell them that yeah. so they can go on and do something different in their lives. Jez the boss, telling it like it is. But let's get back to reality. When I was apprentice at Cambridge United, I lived in Diggs, a house jam-packed with young footballers trying to make it in the world of football. Has anything changed? There's three houses which are next to each other. which just got all the scholars in and a, a couple of the uh, older lads. And it's all like tight-knit. Um, we all room together. There's no one there to look after us, so we all look after each other. Oh, that's carnage! <laughs> Is that a carnage? How many yeah. stinks in those houses? <laughs> oh my gosh! No, someone comes in and her name's Diane. She cooks and she cleans. She does a good job. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that. She... Or she's not coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> There's one lad's room that still smells. I think she's trying to get the smell out of that room. <laughs> she has been for two years. Pest control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What we're going to do now, we'll go to your digs, actually. We'll actually, okay. we're going to get some masks and go yeah. into your mate's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll need them. You will. Okay, we've come back to JT's digs. It's a swarm of smelly 16-year-old boys. And the first thing I've seen on a pinboard here is a scholar's fines sheet. You'll get fined a week's wages for alcohol in digs or drinking alcohol at all. Visits to digs except family. I think they're talking about girlfriends there, to be honest with you. Um, all these are one-week wage fines. Curfews if you're 15 minutes late when you should be in. JT told us earlier that you've got to be in for half past nine, ten o'clock. Um, complaints from neighbours can be a week's wages. Oh, my word. And then right in front of me is a staircase to the right, going upstairs to the boys' bedrooms, I would think. It's incredibly small for the amount of people in here. There must be 15, 16 to 18-year-old boys in this place just wandering about, bouncing off each other's shoulders. Going past here, this is one of the bedrooms here. I've got the boss looking at me here. Well, he's told, he tells me he's the boss. Who lives in here? Who lives in this house? Uh, there's seven of us. Yeah. Seven of you? And I've seen a few imposters. Just come in. Yeah, they, they all play FIFA upstairs. So. Uh, and yeah. will you get rid of them if anything goes? If anything if it, anything kicks off, I'll just kind of step in. Just and give you a shout sort them out. Thank yeah. you very much. That's the boss talking there. JT, is your bed, JT? It's where you, you keep. Who you share this with? I'll share it with him. I'll share it with him, yeah. Oh, so this, this one's like spare. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, I see. I'll say. Just to give you a picture, there's, uh, there's two single beds and they share one bed. So uh, they're close. It's a close knit group. And uh, there's TVs and there's Xboxes and all kinds of stuff in here. Oh, 
this is your living room, JT? Yeah, it's clean for once, yeah. And who's your mate, your mate's down there? Just he's uh, Yassin. Yassin chilling out? Yeah, he's not even in this house. But no, he doesn't live in this he's house? He's always in this house. Yeah. And you're the boss and you let him in? Yeah, I let everyone in. Got a couple of pictures on the wall. A couple of football pictures. Who are the football pictures of? They're um, some of the boys that have come through the scholarship scheme. There's Adam Marriott there. He's play, playing in the first team at the minute. Okay. Um, there's another one of the boys playing in the FA Youth Cup from a few years back. And okay. They've all played in the first team. Okay, we'll leave the lounge. We'll just wander through. A couple of steps into the kitchen. Kitchen's packed. Kitchen's packed with superstars. There's a uh, Lewis Fenny. Lewis Fenny, hi. Luke Cannon. Two goal wonder. Um, two goal wonder. <laughs> Lewis Smith. And Luke Allen. Who spends most time in here? Who does the cooking? Who actually? Ryan Ingrid. <laughs> Ryan does, does he? He does all the cle <laughs> he cleaning. He does cooking and cleaning. Thanks, chaps. I'll leave you to it. <laughs> we'll just come outside with, uh, with JT, just to, just to have a little quiet chat with JT with nobody else about. The finances in the situation where you are now, you don't earn a lot of money, but you seem to have a lot of outgoings. How do you do it on your budget? What is your budget? Second year scholars are on £60 a week and um, first year scholars are on £55 a week. It's okay for me, I can I live off that. With that income, what are your outgoings? What, what, do you have to, what do you spend it on? Mostly just spend it on enjoying myself. Okay. Now and again I'll spend a bit on food, just the basics I need, but maybe a bit of shopping, I might not have the best gear. But... <laughs> <laughs> Primark's there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, Harry, you can save up a couple of weeks and get yourself a bit of G-Star, can't you? G-Star jacket or something, yeah, eh? That's a month's wage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into this bedroom. I like the look of this bedroom. Whoa, I do like the look of this bedroom. <laughs> haven't, seen, haven't seen the poster on the wall. I think we should come in. Can I come in? Would you mind? Who's in here, JT? Lewis, Fenny and Lewis Smith. Quite tidy in here. Yeah, the poster's nice. Very nice. It's, it's a lady with no clothes on. And... <laughs> Uh, and big boobs. Okay, let's leave it there, shall we? <laughs> Gonna go around the corner, ironing board on the landing, which looks like it hasn't been used. <laughs> Come on, JT, take us into another bedroom here. This is the um, room I told you about earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Martin Trunker's room. <laughs> this is Martin's, Martin's room. It's, it's funny, this is the only bedroom with curtains closed. You're six foot two. Six, six three, foot, three. six foot three, six foot four. You got a little single bed. Of course, you want more space. But do you feel like you're sort of hampered in a little bit? Yeah, sometimes you want your privacy and that. But does it help you maybe as a team? To yeah, I think it makes you more mature. Like because okay. you got to do everything for yourself. So like you can't rely on mum and dad anymore. You got to wash your own stuff, dry your own stuff, buy food for yourself sometimes. Who's you want your boots? What's the number? Oh yeah, tell him yeah. Oh, he's ringing me, but I cannot. Are you uh, you involved tonight in the game? Nah. You're not involved tonight. tonight. No. But he's borrowing your boots. Yeah, he's borrowing my boots. Okay, so the gentleman that's borrowing your boots is another keeper. Nah, he's a striker, I think. And he's involved in the squad tonight. Yeah. So has he got his own boots? Yeah. He likes wearing my ones. I don't know oh, why. Oh, so so you don't mind sharing boots with all your teammates? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind. That's, that's strange. No, because you know it nah. is. Because they're very personal to you, aren't they? Boots. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't share gloves. Obviously, they're boots. But... Oh, okay, okay. That's not too bad. Then. So I'm just thinking because. Do you get your own boots? Do you get two pairs of boots each? Do you get given boots? Do you have to buy your own boots? You have to buy my own. You have to buy yeah. your own boots? And how much are boots now? How much are boots? 120, 120. Praise about, yeah, about 130, 120 pounds. You wear? I've got my TM but I wear my Predators as well. I prefer my Predators. So how many pairs of boots will you go through in the season? Two studs, two miles probably. It's a lot of money, isn't yeah. it? And gloves as well. And gl how much are gloves? Luckily, I know the guy at Salesforce, so I'll get them 25, but usually they're about 40, 50 pounds. So. so a set of gloves, and you'll go through how many sets of gloves? Oh, is? mate, oh, loads. About 10 pairs probably already. That's a lot of money, so isn't I mean, it? And you've got to fork all this money out yourself. Oh, yeah. 
Financially, it's tough at the bottom, especially if you're a goalkeeper, so it seems. What does someone who's been there and done it think of it all? A sir, nonetheless. Hi, this is Trevor Brookin, and you're listening to BBC Radio 1. I'm now Director of Football Development at the FA. Um, I suppose I ended up here having had, uh, what, 19 years at uh, my club, as I would term it. When I was a youngster, I supported West Ham. They were very late, i got to say, coming round and knock on my door. And so I was nearly going to choose Chelsea. And then when West Ham turned up, because I was the side I supported, I joined them. Stayed at them, one club all the, all the way through. And then when I packed up playing, uh, sort of 1984, then you, you wonder what you're going to do halfway through your life. And luckily, I had about 20 years then as a BBC pundit, as they term it. I was director at West Ham for a little while and then I got approached by the FA then to try and you know, develop the game. Yeah, it's a wide role, really. We look after the grassroots side, all the youngsters coming through, playing mini soccer and trying to revamp that to try and get a little bit more technical development. And then obviously we, we run our under-16s, 17s, 19s, 21s and seniors, so I get involved in all the teams as well. So I'd say it's uh, very lucky to get paid really for something that I, I'd, I'd love doing anyway. Less than 2% of those signed on, thousands of youngsters signed on for the professional game, less than 2% actually get signed on and, and, and get a professional contract. Lucky enough, I suppose, in my younger days to be a West Ham fan, so then I played for West Ham 19 years, obviously had a, a strong rapport ever since with the fans. When I was joining West Ham, I was okay academically, so mum and dad didn't really want me to give up all your education, so I did my GCEs as they were, GCSEs now, just in case things didn't work out. You know, everyone says, well, you've got to focus on your football. I honestly believe you can do a bit of, you know, the academic and the football side, and if you're good enough, you'll come through. But I do think it's important not to give up everything to focus on football, and then suddenly you're told you're released, and suddenly you've wasted those four or five years, and you've got trying to catch up everyone else who, who hasn't. I'm Steve Burns, I'm the Assistant Academy Manager at Aston Villa Football Club and I look after all the coaching. The hardest day of the year without any doubt at all is you know, when you come to contract your time around about March, April and you have to make that decision on a boy whether you're going to give him a one-year contract, a two-year contract or you're going to release them. And obviously the other one is managing the expectations of the parents because obviously the parents have invested so much in their, in their children in terms of getting them there. If we think that they can get themselves a career in professional football or then get themselves into another centre of excellence and, and academy, we will do everything we possibly can, make contact, make recommendations. But sometimes you have to say to players, well, you've reached your potential, perhaps it's time that you went back to school or you got yourself a job and you know, that's going to be the best way forward. JT, what if you didn't get a pro contract? Have you got anything lined up, something that you could... Fall back on? Fortunately, with Cambridge United, coming to Cambridge United, they let me do an extra A-level with okay. all the education I've done, which is an option for all the lads, and I chose to take it on. And I've done quite well, and I've been okay. offered to university. It's just a backup plan. I might go and visit one of the universities, just in case. Yeah. I might not get taken on. I can't help but listen to this music. I'm going to put the mic up in the air towards a top bedroom. Listen to this. Tell us who's up there. Martin Trunka and Ryan Ingrid. And do they normally, you know, shout out to Backstreet Boys and sing like this? Oh yeah, Ryan's all the time. Oh. He loves it, yeah, he loves all Backstreet Boys, take that, all of that. <laughs> Can you hear the music from upstairs? Oh, Who's that, in charge of that? Oh, it's Fenners. Fenners, he's, he's terrible. He's... Well, this can't be his, his iPod, surely. Yeah, from Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. from Birmingham. Whoa, 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 hold it a minute. Uh, oh. Hold it, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
I'm not from Birmingham, I'm, I'm, I'm just down the road, but you know. There he is. Is that Fenner's there, is it? Yeah. Fenner's on the way downstairs. Fenner's. Fenner's, how are you, mate? Just, uh, just been told that this is your iPod playing. Yeah, this is my iPod playing. And has been playing for the last five minutes. Yeah. Well, Can you explain what's on your iPod, please, and what you've just played? Oh, because sorry. it could be a fine. It's not on the sheet. <laughs> it's not on the sheet behind me. Got one week fines here. Week's ten, wages for week wages music there. Ten, ten pound fines, five pound fines. I'm gonna make a new one up. Pound fines for every song. Uh, did I hear um? Went was it West? Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, yeah. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, bit of early Backstreet Boys. So you happy with that choice of songs? Are you happy yeah. for everybody to hear that? To yeah, know that you like? Don't see too many problems with it, no. <laughs> <laughs> any singers? Any singers in the house? Yes. I won a talent contest Bro. in year eight. Talent? Yeah. What talent was that? I was just, the school asked me to do it. And okay, I what talent? Put myself what, up there. To, to sing? One, yeah, yeah. Did you? Sung Art Kelly. Okay, keep the noise down for two seconds. No. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chaps. Go on, carry on, carry on. What you got to tell me? Some big spender on tour in France. Big spender? Yeah, uh, Charlie Bassett. The minute you walked in the joint, I could see you were a man of distinction, a real big spender. Good looking, so refined. So wouldn't you like to know what's going on in my mind? So let me get right to the point. I don't pop my cork for every man I see. Hey, big spender, can spend. A little time. BBC Radio One Stories. We've been to their digs, we've met their boss, and from what we've heard, our apprentices are not that musically talented. So, what happens when they start getting noticed for their real skill, football talent? Luke Berry is 18 years old and on a development contract, but tonight he is representing Cambridge United's first team in a crunch match against Luton Town. The Aston Villa motto is prepared. So how do they prepare for a first team game at Cambridge United? I just have toast or something for breakfast. It's not too heavy. Okay. But when I um, have a pre-match, I've okay. like carb up, so then you're ready for the game. Carb up. That's, carb a, fo up. that's, a, that's a football word. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to get that one out for you. Carb up. If you're going to do any workout, Luke Bay says carb up. <laughs> <laughs> do you know if he's starting? I don't know. I was in the um, lineup yesterday, so I don't know. Our costume stadium is on my left-hand side. You can just see the floodlights just through the houses and the trees. Where I spent four and a half years running up stadium terracing and sweeping stadium terracing and cleaning boots. and That's why, that's why I sort of Started my life. Started my life in the football world. Scored a few goals. It's quite exciting actually going back. It's going to be quite a, quite a nice night. Cambridge United versus Luton tonight. So we shall see. Oh my gosh! At the back of the Abbey Stadium, just see a little bit of the pitch where I learnt my trade. Okay, we're going underneath the main stand now. Where I'm six foot two, I've got a duck. Not used to be players now. There's about four people in there. Oh, yeah. Hello, mate. You okay? Somebody just asked me if I'd seen you. I'd like to say, well, no, I haven't seen you yet. You have now. Oh, yes, mate. Simon, I'll come back and see you, son. Keep my seat warm. If I look at it from
27 minutes gone in the game, 0-0. Cambridge doing okay, but Luton seems to have more of the possession. Uh, Luke's doing really well, doing really well. He's, uh, he's a bit of a footballer, our Luke, and seems to want to get it down and play all the time, so good for him. 18-year-old boy in these surroundings. Every time he gets the ball, people are telling him what to do from the stand, but he seems to be able to handle that. He does look out of place, Luke. I think he's having a good game. Oh, lucky Danny. Go on, put him under. First half is over, Cambridge United for the last 15 minutes. Right on top. Great atmosphere, by the way. 2,000 people here. And our man Luke Berry has been absolutely on fire. He scored an overhead kick and we were up out of our seats and it was unfortunately disallowed. I am gutted for the young lad. He's been superb. Second half to come. We're halfway through the second half at the Abbey Stadium now. And the... Just holding my breath there. Cambridge is doing really well. Really well. They seem to be tiring slightly though. Cambridge United corner and Luke Berry is going to take, I don't know how long's left, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 8 minutes to go. Luke has crossing the ball in, in swing right, and oh, we nearly scored. I'm so excited. left in the game and we've just heard an announcement which is the man of the match announcement they've given it to two players tonight one of them being our very own Luke Berry which is absolutely fantastic he deserved it as well he played really well I'm going to nip downstairs now I'll go and try and find Luke and have a chat with Luke and see how he enjoyed the game 18 years old he made a great account of himself well done young man come on in sir come on in Champagne? You're not giving it to the boss, are you? Oh no, go and put that on my desk. When you scored your goal, did you hear the roar? It was unbelievable. <laughs> was it? Oh. I didn't, didn't hear it. Everybody was so pleased it was you as well. <laughs> and you seem to have sort of a following already. You're 18 yeah. years old, you've got a following. How does that feel? I, I didn't really know, to be honest with you. Do you so, know? I was sat in the crowd, three of us sat in the crowd, and people were going, go on, Luke, go on, Luke, go on, Luke. Yeah, fantastic. Everything you do, they're clapping. <laughs> That's all right, then. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. You win champagne for Man of the Match, and yeah. what the manager's telling you to do? Jez said to Yozza that I'll have the champagne, you can't have it, so he's gave <laughs> so it to Jez. He had to give his yeah. Man of the Match to Jez, yeah. And, and you got? I got just like a little trophy thing. What do you do now? I've got to uh, go and get my food in a bit, and then probably just go home. It'll take me about half an hour to get home, and then just go straight to bed, probably. OK, you've just played for the first team. When you go out tomorrow in the street, will people say hello to you? Will people say, well done? No, nah, I wouldn't. I don't live like in Cambridge, so okay. they wouldn't know me. So I'm not one of them who likes all the old all the adulation. Yeah, I don't really. But it's not about what you like. It's what will happen is if you yeah. keep playing like you did today, Luke, and you do walk around town or you go out with the boys just for something to eat in town. Hmm. People are going to start to yeah. say, "Well, you know, well done." You've got to appreciate that. Yeah, I will. Young Luke Berry impressing for the first team, but how has being an apprentice changed since I was in the same position 25 years ago? In my day, my jobs as an apprentice were to clean the stands, to sweep the dressing rooms, 
if a first teamer wanted his car cleaned, I'd have to do that. I'd clean boots, I'd help the laundry people, and any other jobs that was asked of me, I'd have to get on with. Back at Aston Villa, I thought I'd ask the club's captain his opinion on apprentices getting their hands dirty. Hello everybody, my name is Stylian Petrov, I'm a captain of Aston Villa. Petrov to the edge of the area, and Petrov can finish it. What a clinical finish from Stylian Petrov. They should do more jobs. Like when I was a young boy, I was like, uh, you know, it was it was the rules with the experienced players. It was a lot of rules that you need to follow. You get all the boots and end, you put them to the kit man, you try to clean it, get them ready for the next set uh, and you take shower after when all the experienced players are, are finished, you know. It's all this um, respect that should stand. That's the way football is, it's always been. And I've always uh, worked on that principle, you know. Everybody say you need to work hard, but it's not It's not just that hard work comes when, when you want to become a footballer. Because mm. if you don't really want it, you'll never become one. Because if you don't have that dream to catch it, you'll never become what you want. My friends were going out, partying, having a good life, enjoying it, and I was home ice baths, you know, try to make everything right, you know, going through my games, what I've done wrong, what I've done right. And, you know, like I said, these, these things pay and I'm really glad why I'm at the moment. My name is Richard Bryan, 17 years old. Play for Aston Villa. It's my second year scholar now. A normal day for you, what would it be? Half seven, I get up and then have breakfast, quarter to eight, leave the house for eight. Obviously, I live in Solar Hall, so it's not, not that far to travel. And I drive now, wait around for a bit till nine, go out to train about half ten. I think one of the main jobs is sorting the balls out every day, making sure they're pumped up, getting the bibs ready. But to be honest, we don't really have that many jobs. It's mainly the coaches who look after it. Come back in, have lunch about half twelve. Normally do weights in the afternoon. We're normally gone by about half three, four. You're driving what? car do you drive that's a big question yeah, I've got a black Fiat Punto the new shape one a yeah. black the new shape one as well <laughs> I love that my name's Reese Carr I'm a first year pro at Astonville Football Club I play centre midfield I had to sacrifice quite a lot when I came as a first year scholar from Australia my whole family came over with me so that was a good thing it made it a lot easier what age did you come to uh, England? I was 16 16 years old yeah. and all your family came with you yes we're living just locally from the training ground when I was at my old club in Australia all the boys had always be talking about trying to get you know trials mm, in England yeah. trying to get overseas because everyone knows that's where the big clubs are big players I went through some tough times when I first came over and I just tried to stick at it I had my family's help until things got better and eventually they have now and now I'm in a good position so yeah hard work definitely from being a scholar what's changed as a scholar you had you know all the jobs you had to do the first team balls like pump them up make sure they're right for the First team to train, you had to clean their boots after every session. And now that you turn pro, you don't really have to look after the gear. It's definitely brought a lot of discipline to us as players and it's good to have respect for like the older senior players because they've all been through it, so now it's our turn. But what does the boss at Cambridge United, Jez George, think? Are the apprentices doing enough to earn their crust and are they learning the right skills? If they're used for the wrong reason, then it's wrong to do the jobs. So if it's to save the club employing some geezer to sweep the stands and they're here as players, but really we're here to clean, sweep up and do everything else, I think that's totally wrong. However, I think the disciplines that come with having to do certain tasks are absolutely right and proper. So we have a little rota where the lads help at first team games of an evening, you know, when they're not playing themselves. So that happened last night. They'll have their own jobs to do within the scholarship scheme in terms of, you know, clean the minibus, clean the gym, empty the ice baths. In terms of first team players' boots, no, they don't do that. So there's a number of tasks they do that they know what the jobs are and they've got to be done. 
if you let people down and you don't do your jobs, you don't get very far in life. We might not be creating footballers with every single one of them, but we will be creating young men who are going to go out into the world. As part of JT and Luke's scholarships, they continue their formal education by attending daily classes at the club. There's about 13, 14 of the boys in here. They've all got a computer each. They have a teacher. She's definitely in charge. Uh, we need to clear up the situation with exercise, health and lifestyle from Kate. So what you need to do is, first is, you need to work on that assignment. And what are you getting over to them today? Well, basically, they're doing BTEC National Diplomas, and this is like the first years and the second years together. Okay. Um, and today, they have just finished the sports nutrition unit, and they are now doing exercise, health and lifestyle. They're doing the work in much, much yeah. faster pace than they do at college. So we start a little bit earlier, about two, three weeks before college yeah but they finish now at Easter whereas everyone else has got work to do till sort of beginning of oh, July they do understand that it's it's only a small part that are gonna go through and maybe become professional footballers and this is like giving them an alternative to look at the broader side of life that there is other things than football Okay, I'm good. Alright JT, just finished your class at college. This is our last little chat before we come back and see you in sort of four weeks' time to find out your fate. Now that you say it, I'm quite nervous. I'm not helped you, I'm not helped you. I'm always confident in my ability. I yeah. always have been, but things can go either way, can't they? Yeah, of course. And it's happened to me before where I've thought it's going well and then it hasn't. I'm keeping a level head. I don't want to get overconfident. Spoke to the boss today, spoke to Jez this morning, and uh, yeah. he makes sure things are done right. Mm-hmm. Do you find that helps you? It's helped me a lot. Since I've joined, I feel like I've become a lot more mature. He said it's about our football, but it's about growing up as well. I think that's one thing that I've done massively, and I think most of the other lads have like done as well. So all the professionalism and like, disciplinary stuff, I think it's really kicked on in our heads and like how we should live our lives in general. So what we'll do... We'll come back in four weeks' time. Okay. Hopefully chat to you again and hopefully be able to shake your hand and say congratulations on a contract. Okay. Wish you all the best. Right, home time. Goodbye, Cambridge United. BBC Radio 1. You're listening to Boot Boys on BBC Radio 1 with me, Dion Dublin. As we found out so far, becoming a professional footballer takes a lot of hard work and dedication. Something that the artist known as Chipmunk knows plenty about, as he played a bit himself. I started off locally. First pro club that um, kind of had eyes on me was um, Crystal Palace. I went on a six weeks trial. I got in, but I turned the contract down because it was too far. You know, getting to training and match days and stuff, and you know, the only person that was really there to help me out was my dad at the time. He was working, three other kids, you know. I did um, like three seasons at QPR. I chose to leave because um, I didn't like the way the manager kind of handled <laughs> the team. I actually chose to leave. I think the final straw was he asked me to carry his boots one time. Oh, really? And, and you thought, weren't yeah, having that? Nah, it's not for <laughs> me, man. You know, I had a six weeks trial at Arsenal as well, just before I went to QPR, and they offered me a. Um, a year contract and it's funny because I remember everyone from Arsenal because um, pre-season we was able to play against Arsenal you know they, oh, okay, they respected us yeah. as a Sunday team that high that good that sometimes we'd even win you do you know what I mean who you're playing with who you're playing against can you remember any of the names yeah of course I can with? I played against Wilshire a few times 
Um, Jack, Jack Wilshere. Wilshere. Yeah, loads of times. Never forget playing against him. It's a nightmare. Did you torture him? He's the kind of player, if you're playing against, you kind of have to think, okay, if the ball goes past you, the player doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Only one was, goes he's by. He's nippy. If there was somebody out there who's 13, 14, uh-huh. they think it's easy. I've known players, not to name, that have been released for having a bad attitude. Do you know what I mean? They could, they could have everything at yeah, their feet, completely. but if your attitude's wrong, just let you go, man. Because there's someone waiting with just as good feet. It weren't easy jogging. I remember I used to go jogging around the whole of Finsbury Park, thinking, this is long. Do you know, like, it's actually long. Like, Never when, when a football's there, it's cool, but the stuff that you're doing without a ball, oh, it's, it's not you. Man. Nah, nah, it worked for me, man. Until I started stepping into the professional side and the professional world of it, that's when I started realising, wow, these guys are fast. <laughs> <laughs> the ball's moving quick. I love music, baby. There goes the kiss, cause she's my lady. But everybody wants to try me lately, so I'm easing off to bus and pedal biking lately. You see, music, it brings me haters. Haters got wifeys, they bring me papers. And the mummies too love this MC, so the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. I'm moving up, so I'm celebrating. The girl's off a brain, but I'm educated. Thanks for always, I'm elevating. So me and Road Hype have been segregated. I level up with the best display. And my watch said that there ain't time for haters. So if you're looking trouble, no, I ain't in the dark. I'm just a cool dude out for papers. Uh-huh. My name's Chip Diddy Chip. I don't ever tolerate lip diddy lip. I don't play around, I'm just trying to do my music. But say the wrong thing and I'll flip diddy flip. Some say it's love, but I don't give up. Wave to my haters like see you at the top. I'm the best in the biz, right next to the kid. Everybody say my name now, Chip Diddy Chip. They're like chips, he's a swagger don. Annoys the haters like a tag along. Chief who, cause you know I ain't having none. If you're cool, I'm cool, we can get along. Different days, same issue, you know what I'm on. Nobody's eating if chippy ain't getting none. They can have half a pie if I'm getting one. But once I bake mine, everybody's getting some. Cause you know just how I stay. If you help me, I'll make mine, you get paid. And all over town, you know what they say. Chipmunk's too cold, nah, no, you don't say. I grin tea that cause music pays. It's like mo mo money, mo haters hate. I'm in the studio from day to day It's like what, 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 they can't knock the rate A clever man try bumping me But I ain't stupid, you can count my aims uh-huh. My name's Chip Diddy Chip I don't ever tolerate lip diddy lip I don't play around, I'm just trying to do my music But say the wrong thing and I'll flip diddy flip Some say it's luck, but I don't give up Wave to my haters like see you at the top I'm the best in the biz, right next to the kid Everybody say my name now, Chip Diddy Chip And ain't nobody flopping me Check the YouTube, everybody's watching me I do the damn thing properly. I say turn left and everybody follows me. The A and all know I'm hot property. I'm lyrically make fair on monopoly. I don't watch face, but everybody's blocking me. Yes, I am chipmunk. There's no other me. See me and I look like I'm talking to myself. Look, I'm only spitting bars, man. Please don't bother me. Ask the sun, ain't nobody hot for me. Ask the moon, ain't a star that's blocking me. The other stars make room when I'm coming through. Besides bars, I'm in control of the galaxy. I don't play no games, so don't challenge me. These youths are just not in my salary. I love bars like I need more calories The kindergarten artists ain't ready for this category Yeah, look the stars here, please P.S. Give me a drum roll, please uh-huh. My name's Chip Diddy Chip I don't ever tolerate lip diddy lip I don't play around, I'm just trying to do my music But say the wrong thing and I'll flip diddy flip Some say it's luck, but I don't give up Wave some my haters like see you at the top I'm the best in the biz, right next to the kid Everybody say my name now, Chip Diddy Chip In the air, in the air Put your lights up in the air <laughs> this moment Come together yes. Okay, here's a million-dollar question. Yeah. In the situation you are now, yeah. and the fame that you have, uh-huh. go anywhere in the world, anybody knows you, would you rather have that as a footballer or as an artist playing music? 
Honestly, I think I would um, stick with music because a player expresses themselves on the pitch. You know, I, sometimes people say you can look at a footballer and kind of understand what type of character he is by the way he plays football. The conversation that I would have here with you today, yeah, yeah. I would express through a track. I have three paths, education, football, music, and I didn't know what was going to come out of education. I didn't know <laughs> what was going to come out of music. I didn't know what was going to come out of sport, for yeah. instance. But I just knew I'm going to do all three right up until the point that one chooses me. Of course. Because you don't, you, the harsh reality is I think a lot of people don't realise that, especially moving forward now and, and the unemployment rate being so high, there's a very minimal chance that you're going to actually get to pick your career path and it's going to be something you want to do. But I always told myself, I don't want to work. The thought of having a job, you know, go to work and you know these hours are set for you, they're set bound, you come home, you get paid on this day, the cycle continues, you open your bills, you pay mm. them. I, I've always said to myself, I want to live with my talents and I want them to pay me. But no one else has took it. Yes, I am a novelty. Hence all the bookings. Never touch the drop, but it's smell what I'm cooking. I did it without looking. Whilst you can't get a look. So, Jim, just tell me a little bit more about the lyrics in Champion. It's funny, when I read it, the whole song was written as in, I didn't want to hold me back, and then I thought, you know what? If I just change that to you, I reckon this song is just going to hit so many people. And it really did. And I think my favourite line in the whole song is, um, build a foundation with the bricks they throw. To help, I guess you're on your own. Build a foundation with the bricks they throw in a black and white world. True colors show, change if you want. Everybody grows, and life's like an ill, but try and get a hold. Opinions ain't facts, take them in and let them go. That's right. You made me who I am. From the words you said. So, Trevor Brooklyn. I honestly think if you're going to be good enough, you know, you will will come through whether it's you know a year or two later I mean having something else just takes that intensity away and the person who can combine the two has a better chance probably of progressing in either sort of career whatever they decide to go for Cambridge and it's decision day today for the players. Having experienced this before as a player, I know exactly what they're going through. Are they going to be taken on? Are they going to be released? And it's quite a hard time for young players to accept whether they do get taken on or not. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning. I hope it's going to be beautiful for the boys we've come to see, JT and Luke. Seems different, even though we haven't gone into the house yet. So let's go see what it's like and uh, see how the boys are feeling. And let's see how we get on. Greeted by Luke with his kit on, <laughs> with dodgy pair of legs. And JT in the background, how are you, pal? Good, good to you? see you. We just woke up. Yeah. A late riser. <laughs> I hope that's water on your hands. It's from washing yeah. your hands. <laughs> oh, good lad. How have you been? Been okay, You been okay? Just backing into the kitchen, which was absolutely manic last time I came with food and everything. So what's the feeling amongst you guys? Yeah, nervous, just hopefully I'll get something really. 
It's just, it's, a, it's a weird time, isn't it? I've been in a situation, it's a weird time where you just don't know, do you, if your future's here or not. Have you got plans? I'm just hoping if I get something, I can play football. That's it, really. Last time I was here, we went to the study centre as well to see you guys pretending to do some work and stuff. We've finished college now. First years have finished their first year, and the whole like, second years have finished for good. You had your, your results, have you had grades? Have you... It was all coursework based. Okay. Oh, okay, I understand. So everyone sort of knew what grade they were getting. Okay. I think I got top marks. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, how'd you go? Do you know what you got? Any, mark, any marks? Just for standard pass. Yeah, I'll accept that. <laughs> all right, listen, we're going to um, go to the, to the ground now, see the manager. I wish you all the best, but we'll, um, I'll take you down to the training ground. I, I'll take you down to the ground, should I say? Okay, okay we'll show you. What's the house been like, JT? Luke, what's the house been like? Um, Atmosphere? No, it's getting a bit more like, anxious. You can cut the tension with a knife. Right, let's go. Just leaving the first team dressing room where I've left Luke and JT. Just going to walk down to see the manager, Jez. Yeah. Season's finished. Mm -hmm. You've done what the club asked you to do, which is to keep them up, keep them afloat, which you've done. Now you have to turn your attentions to the harder part, possibly for you, I would imagine it is. Telling people, yes, they've got a contract, which is great, but telling, I would imagine, the majority that they haven't got a contract. How do you prepare for that? How do you judge who's going to stay, who's going to go? Um, I think with the... The second year scholars, we just have to see whether they've progressed enough in their two years for us to believe they've got more development in them. So that if they're not in the first team, that there's a, the potential that they're going to be in the first team in the next couple of years. So I think that decision's a little bit more, we'd give the benefit of the doubt to the player. The more difficult ones are the lads at the end of their two years in that situation. So by now, the time they're 20, if they're not in the first team now, we've yes. got to start thinking, look, we can't give them forever. Seen enough? Yeah. It's the worst bit of the job. I think however many yeses you give, the one that sticks in your head today is the no because the disappointment you're going to give out for the no's is far, far worse than whatever pleasure you get in giving a yes. OK, you've got to make decisions now. I've got no hair, you've got grey hair. I don't want to get any greyer, so um, let's get them in now, shall we? OK, I'm leaving Jez in his office, walking down. See the boys who are in the first team dressing room. Well, I, I don't know who wants to go first. You want to go? OK, Luke's going to go first. JT, wait there. Don't go anywhere. Let's go. Wow, I'm, for, I'm nervous for Luke, actually. OK, 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 so I'm not going to prolong it. I'll let you go in. So you know what this is all about, mate? Yep. Um, I think, Luke, bottom line is, mate, we, we've said pretty much all through the season where we think you are and what you're doing. And I think the last few weeks you've done fantastically, mate, getting the first team. Stay in the first team, perform pretty well. I think whatever it is, 10 games, 10 starts. So it's a bit of good news. We'd like to offer you a professional contract and we'd like to offer you a three-year deal, which is pretty unusual at this club to be offering such a length of term. So well done, mate. Thanks, Jess. Um, glad to get the contract and just hope I can impress you more. Yeah, I think what we've got to make sure, mate, is this is the first of many. And from my perspective, I think you can play higher than this level and you've got to make sure that you kick on from here. So I'll give you everything today, Luke. You take it home, speak to your parents, make sure you're happy with everything. I think it's fair and it's looking after you, but you need to be sure. And then we can arrange to get everything signed next week, mate. 
Okay, look, Luke's just come out of the office with the manager. Luke, just give me yes or no. Was it good news or bad news? It was good news. I got a contract. Professional one, so oh, well I'm very done. pleased. Oh, congratulations. I've got to shake your hand, sir. Let me shake your hand. Well done. And what was it? Was it a year? Was it a two-year? Was it? It was a three-year one, so I'm quite excited about a that. A three-year professional contract. Wow. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Well done. Well done. Right, I'm going to take you back into the first-team dressing room, and I'm going to grab JT, who's probably talking rubbish. Hi, JT. Do you want to go through? By the way, I wish you all the best. Don't be nervous. Okay, just gonna take JT into the boss's office. Wedge that door open as I go by, like that. How you feeling? Really nervous. Really nervous, okay. Right, I'll let you go in, JT. I'll let you go and speak to the boss. See what he's got to say. So, um, we know what this is all about, mate. Talk about your future. We're pleased to offer your contract, mate, for next season. A two-year development contract, so well done. Thank you. Excellent stuff, and you deserve that. And you know what I think of you and your potential. And we believe you can not just get in our first team, JT, but go even higher. But I can't emphasise enough, mate, that's so important moving forward, keeping that head right, that maturity, not letting things get on top of you, so that you keep progressing and keep developing. Because otherwise, when that isn't right, Everything stops and you haven't got time now, have you? You want to be kicking on and pushing to get in the first team next season. Speak to mum and dad, make sure everything's sorted. If there's any problems, get them to give me a ring or we can have a meeting with everybody and then hopefully we can get everything signed as soon as possible. Okay. All right? Thank you very much. Well done, pal. Thanks. Top man. OK, JT, you've just come out from speaking to the boss. Good news or bad news? Good news. Good man, tell us. Yeah. You offered me a two-year development contract. You can tell by your smile, which is yeah. ear to ear. You must be buzzing with that, surely. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. Just exactly what I wanted. Massive relief. Oh, good man. So happy. OK, let's go. We've had two positive decisions. JT and Luke, come on, let me buy you some breakfast. Or, or somebody else can pay, but I'll say let's buy you breakfast. Come on, let's go. JT did say, choose what you want. Just in a car cleaning company, I could take my car there to get cleaned. When I was a little bit young, I used to clean the pros' cars. But now you're pros yourself, I suppose I can't ask you to do that, can I? No, you just tell me where to go, would you? So JT and Luke got rewarded for their hard work, but it's not like that for every young footballer. I got released by Norwich City at the age of 16. I honestly thought that was the end of my career. But if you work hard and persevere, you will always get your reward. For me, my reward was playing for my country and some great clubs as Cambridge United, Man United, Coventry City, Aston Villa, Millwall, Leicester City, Norwich and Celtic. Even though I was rejected as a young player, I still got my reward through sheer hard work and determination.
you so much to Dion Dublin. You've been listening to a documentary called Boot Boys. And it is Annie Mac here with you very soon. First of all, it's the news at 10 o'clock with Rick Kelsey.